coming up on Sophisticated Atmosphere because I don't want to be desexualized. And by desexualized, I mean like, oh, that's my girl that is a friend or that is my sister in Christ that I have no romantic interest in because she has now cut herself off so much that it's hard for me to see her in a romantic way. <laughs> Dedication, preservation, take a look inside. What's up guys, Sophia here back with another video. If you are new to my channel, then don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to hit the notification bell and don't forget to check the description box because I always put a lot of stuff in there. Specifically, my book for single women, which you can buy just by going down below. So what we're going to be talking about is how to maintain celibacy and still be intimate. I know this seems like an oxymoron, but it isn't. And I'm going to explain why. So as you guys know, I have been celibate now for six years. This year, later on in the year, it will be seven. But one thing that I also understand as a celibate person and also as a Christian is that when you are dating somebody, you still have to create some form of intimacy. And the reason why is because the way that men and women communicate are very different. Women, we tend to be very emotional. Men, they tend to be very I don't want to say just physical. I mean, it is physical, not even going to lie. They're very intimacy focused. And so I do think that it's important as you are dating that you do create some type of intimacy around the person that you're in or not even dating. I mean, it could be dating and in a relationship with because one thing that you don't want is to be so celibate, right? And so I'm so celibate. Don't touch me. Don't do anything that now when you're dating, men have a hard time connecting to you romantically because you don't want to be romantic. You don't want to have intimate. And when I talk about intimacy, that's not sex and that's not sexual acts. I'm going to get into that, but don't think I'm talking about like oral sex or something. That's not what I'm talking about. But if you're like so, if you paint yourself to be so motherly and so untouchable and so, then it's going to turn them off and it's going to have them either friend zone you because that's what they see you as and they don't see you as like a sexual being, which as females, I mean, as humans, we are sexual beings, you know, whatever we were created as that right and you don't want them to be repelled and think that you're prudish right because at the end of the day yes I am celibate I continue to be celibate but I don't have any qualms or issues or around sex I don't feel like it's gross I just do it to protect myself but also I understand that for the other person we need to create an intimate atmosphere because I don't want to be desexualized and by desexualized I mean like oh, that's my girl that is a friend or that is my sister in Christ that I have no romantic interest in because she has now cut herself off so much that it's hard for me to see her in a romantic way. That isn't what we want. And I think, and I have seen a lot of Christians do that. <laughs> like I've seen a lot of Christian women just asexualize themselves, wear turtlenecks up to here and just be blank. And it's like, that's not what you want because men are very, very visual creatures. And even though you are celibate, it's going to be very difficult to create some type of physical attraction, which is what you want. When you marry the guy, you want him to be attracted to you and vice versa, you to be physically attracted to him. That's not a sin, right? You want to be attracted to your partner, but it can be very difficult if you just strip away all of the intimate and sexualized things about yourself to the point that he doesn't see you as that. Does that make sense? So first, boundaries. 
and discuss them. So for each person that can be different. For me personally, I don't mind flirtation. I don't mind flirting. I don't mind hugging. I don't mind you touching me. I don't mind you kissing me. I don't mind a lot of things, right? I mean, but we have, but my point is that you have to have boundaries. Some people, like for me, if I'm wearing this and, and I'm dating a guy, he wants to come and like rub my back or something. I personally do not have issues with that. Some women do, right? But whatever your boundaries are, I think that you need to discuss them and you also need to help your partner feel heard and vice versa. Because if he's celibate, which I hope y'all, if y'all are in a relationship, he, he should be, right? Who else is he messing with? And you're celibate, then bo you both need to talk about what can each person do to maintain the boundaries of that celibacy, but also allow the poor person to feel wanted? And so I recommend the five love languages. I will put that down in the description box because for some people giving, and this is what I mean by intimacy, if, if your love language is receiving gifts and you say, oh, you know, receiving gifts or giving gifts really makes me feel loved. <laughs> and he does that, then that's not like, oh, I'm squeezing your breasts or something sexualized, right? But it's also an exchange of, oh, I got you this gift and maybe for him, oh, can I massage your back? Or, oh, do you want me to do, bake you a cake? I don't freaking know. Whatever the love language is, you want to speak that person's love language so that they feel wanted and so that they feel loved. And it also keeps that a lot, keeps the intimacy alive because the whole idea of a love language is to allow that person to receive love in the way that they prefer. And that could be different. It could be quality time for some kind of weak cuddling, right? Not just like, oh, you know, you're way over there and I'm way over here. It might be, oh, I can sp I want to spend quality time with you cuddling. And for each person, y'all need to discuss what that is. Is it okay for you to sit in my lap? So that nobody is thrown off, but you're still allowing each other to speak the same language so that each person feels intimate in the relationship, if that makes sense. The, the second is that celibacy, celibacy, celibacy should have an end goal. A lot of people tend to mess up when it comes to celibacy and intimacy is because you can only get so intimate for so long before you cross boundaries. And what I mean by that is if I am with a significant other for five years and we are creating this intimacy and that builds up because the longer you're with somebody, the comfortable you are, but we're not having sex, it is more likely that we are going to screw up because it doesn't have an end goal. Like we haven't, and by that I mean we have not discussed marriage, we haven't discussed engagement, we're just here two celibate people walking around being sexually frustrated. Like I said, just because I'm celibate, don't make the mistake and thinking that you don't have sexual desires you do because we are very sexual beings so when you enter into a relationship ideally you should have an end goal of how long you are going to be celibate i'm entering a, a relationship hey are we gonna be in a relationship for a year before we discuss marriage six months whatever the case may be have an end goal because then it'll be easier to maintain your celibacy and it'll also give both of y'all an idea of how long you're in for you know what i mean instead of just creating these moments where y'all are just sexually frustrated touching each other and y'all don't know how long this is going and y'all don't know how long this is lasting and y'all don't have any sort of marriage or relationship or whatever the case in mind the next is that create intimacy and don't be scared because a lot of Christians, especially when it comes to celibacy, and I kind of explained this in the beginning of the video, is that they are afraid to create intimacy because they are afraid of what intimacy 
does. What I'm trying to say is, it's very rare for me to be with somebody and we have not created any intimacy between us at all and that we're just going to get married and we're going to have passion between us, right? It's okay to explore that passion within a healthy realm. Some people may be okay to make out or kiss. Some people may feel like, oh, I don't want to. Some people may be okay to hug and rub or whatever. Some people might not feel like that's okay. Some people might feel, okay, hey, do you want a massage or like, I'm okay. Like if a guy, if I'm with a guy and I say, hey, do you want me to massage your back? I'm okay with that. And I don't feel like I'm going to break my celibacy. But I also understand that these sort of touching things, it helps create bonding and intimacy between us both, right? And I'm not fearful of that. I'm not fearful to touch you. I'm not fearful to lean up against you. I'm not fearful to, you know, cuddle with you. I'm not fearful of any of these things because I also understand that this helps us connect in a deeper way so that we do when we do move forward in the future we can ensure that there is passion between us so however you create intimacy remember that the goal is to still have passion for one another want like you should you should want to sleep with one another just because you're holding off doesn't mean that oh I have to hold off so I don't want to sleep with him when you get married I would hope that you feel comfortable to say yes I'm really attracted to this person I really have passion for this person no we have not had sex yet but the type of intimacy or the intimate moments or the dating moments or the things that we have created together symbolizes to me that we are so passionate about each other that we would have a wonderful sex life where people get that confused is in the dating phase if you shy away from it way too much then it can then and it's like you're not talking about it right you're not talking about intimacy like for me if I'm talking to a man just because I talk about sex and I don't mean phone sex that's not what I'm talking about just because we talk about our expectations talk about what we see happening in the future or what we see happening when we get married or if we were to enter a relationship or what our boundaries are, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to do it. Don't think that talking about sex or talking about your expectations or talking about what you want or talking about even what you want in the future after you get married or creating these moments are dirty because they're not. As long as it's consensual and it's done in a way in which you both don't feel violated or feel like you're 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 going against your own celibacy thing, it's fine. And that's something that both of y'all have to agree to, if that makes sense, because it is your relationship. You can't look to other people to define these boundaries and all this other type of stuff for you. Y'all have to define define those boundaries because ultimately if y'all end up together and if y'all end up getting married, then y'all are gonna be the ones just you know living out or whatever that y'all discuss and I feel like don't shy away from those conversations and just because you talk about it doesn't mean that it's dirty or that you have like violated some boundary sense all right all right guys thank you guys so much for watching I will talk to you guys another day another time and so yeah bye not ready for the show to end it doesn't have to you can head over to my site where you can read hundreds of articles and also, you can feel free to shop my store where I have all of my products for sale. And last but not least, for even more video content, feel free to visit my YouTube channel where I talk about a wide array of content. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And until next time, stay blessed.